0: Hey, I'm Drew and you're listening to the Citizen Coder Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Swami, a fellow student in the Dockyard Academy and an instructor in healthcare education. We talk learning elixir, staying motivated, future plans, gamifying learning. We experience recording issues and so much more. Let's dive in. Hey, Swami. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and... Tell me a little bit about your coding journey. How did you get started in programming?
1: Hey, hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, My coding journey, so I've been sort of uh, uh, trying to learn coding on and off for several years now. Uh, But this is the most serious attempt I have made. So started out with, uh, I I used to use Excel quite a bit for hmm. looking at different types of data. I used to uh, run some formulas there. That's how I got got started. And then I moved from there to trying out Python a little bit for data analysis, uh, very simple data analysis. But I found Python uh, fun to use. Uh, I was enjoying that. And at some point, I felt uh, I wanted to learn web development. So at that point, I was deciding whether to learn uh django because i knew python a little bit uh, uh but then i realized i'll have to learn a front end framework as well so that's when i sort of uh started looking to this whole thing
0: oh interesting so yeah python um has a pretty good front end or not a front end has a pretty good web development framework uh, which you said is django Um, I've Mm -hmm. never used it. I have used Python Mm -hmm. just a little bit, just tried to learn it a little bit. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But I haven't actually touched Django. So what... um...
2: Yeah.
1: No, not really. Me neither. Uh, Okay. So I just...
0: Just kind of looked into it.
1: Googled it it a bit. Yeah. I mean, I I have never used Django as well. I just Googled around to see if I wanted to learn web development. Uh, Mm. Then... I got some results, some blog posts saying Django is a thing for Python. Uh, But then I also learned that uh, Django, at least uh, in the last few years, it's mostly used for backend. And I'll have to learn some JavaScript frameworks for frontend. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to learn two languages and two frameworks. So, And then I was just looking around and came across Elixir and uh, Phoenix. Where again, I learned that I only need to learn one language and one framework. So that's what sort of uh, got me into Elixir, started trying it and loved it, and so that's where I am.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So, for my listeners, um, you are a school teacher, right?
1: Ah, uh, no. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I knew you, you. I knew you were a teacher
2: uh
1: no not not really a teacher I mean i have worked in healthcare education
2: oh okay not education. a teacher healthcare per se
1: yeah 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 so by training I'm a medical doctor mm. uh but I've worked for a short while as a doctor uh but most of my experience or I've worked in management roles in healthcare business roles mm. so working in hospital management uh working in medical device companies. Uh, So, yeah, the last few years I've been focused on helping uh, doctors, nurses learn how to use new medical technology. Uh, So say Mm. whenever some very new technology comes recently, for example, medical robots, surgical robots. Mm -hmm. So most doctors, nurses would have never used a robot to perform surgery. So I sort of work with these companies to develop their educational program. How do you teach nurses? How do you teach doctors to use this complicated technology?
0: Ah, I see. Okay.
1: That... Yeah, but but nothing connected to coding at all. Uh, zero sure. coding in my mm-hmm. day job.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just, uh, I didn't actually, I knew less about your background than I thought I did. So that's, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um so how how long have you been uh how long have you been doing that
1: Oh yeah yeah I mean for the last 6 7 years now Uh okay. so I'm originally from India so that's where I was working with uh, a very big medical device company there mm-hmm. I worked there for a few years and then for personal reasons moved to UK with my family Okay. And I've uh, been working in the UK since then.
2: Oh,
0: okay. So you're in the UK. All right. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, I'm actually interested about your about your medical okay. background. Um. You how how long how long did it take you to complete a like you're a medical doctor, right? So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Quite. uh Actually, I, I studied in India mm. and uh, I studied for six years. Mm. And after that, you can practice as a resident doctor in India.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what I was doing. Uh, but I did that for a short period, about uh, one and a half years to two years. Uh, but by then, I had made up my mind that I wanted to work on the business side of healthcare.
2: Oh, I managing see. Managing
1: hospitals. Sure. So that's when I got an opportunity to work with a startup and uh, took that chance. I worked there. Uh, I had zero management experience, zero management education, but uh, they gave me one opportunity and I made the most of it. So really mm-hmm. enjoyed the time there.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. That's how I moved from clinical medicine to uh, management.
0: Okay. So how did you wind up in? So, yeah. So how did you wind up in the, uh, the, dockyard academy, um, beta?
1: Oh, how did yeah. You find out about that. I mean, it's it's a it's a <laughs> I sort of went in many different directions and finally landed in dockyard. So, uh, I I was uh on this website uh, uh exorcism. I don't know if you have tried it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, exorcism. so they have
1: yeah. these. Yes, exorcism. So that's where we have small uh, programming exercises to work through. And while you're working through it, you learn, uh, you become fluent in language. And uh, one fantastic uh, feature of that website is you get feedback from real people. So that's where I first discovered Elixir. Mm -hmm. And I was practicing there. And at some point, it became so addictive that uh, I was doing my day job. And after that, I was spending a few hours every day working through these uh, problems,
2: Mm.
1: uh, coding problems. I really enjoyed that. Uh, And it became so addictive that I had to, at some point, uh, set up a website blocker so that I don't spend too much time on that website. Uh, So (laughs) I loved it, really. Uh, but then i went on a vacation a three-week vacation uh, no work so i got some time to reflect what's happening and mm-hmm. i just asked myself uh, i'm so i'm enjoying this so much but i'm blocking myself from it what am i doing here right mm-hmm. so i am motivated to do this i really enjoy this this is fun i want to do this more so that's when i took a uh, took a chance and just spoke to my family and just uh, left my job uh, oh. a full time job it was a fairly good job uh, I was quite happy with the well paying good company great great growth prospects mm-hmm. but uh, I felt that uh, I was motivated to learn Elixir and. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I'm at a stage in my career where I can take that break and take this chance. Uh, What's the worst that could happen? uh, So I started just learning on my own. I didn't know anybody who was using Elixir or anything. I didn't have a mentor, any of that. Uh, I just started reading some books, uh, going through some uh, YouTube videos, uh, going through some online courses. Uh, So just started learning on my own. And uh, I heard Elixir Newbie podcast, but somehow it never occurred to me at that point to reach out uh, to uh, Brooke at that point. I was just a listener of the podcast. And in the meantime, I was looking for mentors, messaging people on LinkedIn, people who are using Elixir. Can you please be my mentor? Can you please help me learn these things, these kinds of things?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So all of
1: this was going on yeah
0: did anybody respond
1: uh they had their own imposter syndrome they Mm. felt that they were not good enough to mentor somebody Uh, (laughs) so i i didn't it it didn't really work out
0: uh finding a mentor is hard isn't it
1: yeah yeah especially because they felt that i thought they could help me because I was starting from scratch and they knew much more than me, Mm -hmm. but at some, but I think they felt that they didn't know enough to mentor somebody. Mm. Uh, So that didn't work out. Uh, Then I saw a blog post on Dockyard Academy, uh, Dockyard uh, uh, blog saying that they're looking for beta testers. So I thought, oh, why not? This is a great opportunity. I just uh, dropped the email to uh, Brooke and then he invited me to the discord group. And I was just going through the material, and then uh, yeah, after that I think the classes started, and uh, now I have been a part of that.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's quite a different route than (laughs) than I would have expected. Um. Yeah. So what's your what's your experience been so far? So you were you were obviously in the beta before I got there. So you were probably Uh, there, and maybe. How long? Well, I don't know. Not,
1: not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I joined just a few, uh, maybe a week before the actual classes started. So maybe hmm. we joined roughly at the same time. Uh, yeah. Give or take a few days.
0: There you go. Um, I, think, yeah. I think you cut off for a minute. So you were saying that... Uh,
1: um, I joined... Uh, a few days before the actual classes started. Oh, maybe okay. Maybe a week or less than a week. So more or less same time that you joined. Yeah. A few days here and there.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because I think I joined maybe just a couple days before he actually started teaching a full class.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which has been pretty, pretty crazy.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's a fun group. Uh, very interested people from different places all trying to learn this together. So it's a very welcoming group, very supportive group. Uh, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely been a lot of, a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. you know, in some ways it's been somewhat stressful, at least in the,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the aspect of you want to learn this, and it's a yes. short, it's a short period mm-hmm. of time. Like it's a three-month course. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, the... I
1: mean the the material itself. I think what you're expected to learn initially, at least, it will be challenging, right? No matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I, I, in my mind, those are two separate things. The the curriculum or what you have to learn, no matter where you go, it is what it is. Uh, but the group, I think, has been re- has made it a lot easier.
2: Mm, uh, yes. Uh,
1: especially what I like about it is uh, it- it's so approachable. Everybody is so uh, so so welcoming, right? Mm-hmm. Right from group to all the individual people in the group, it's so easy. You can just go up to them, talk to them, work with them. Uh, because i i remember being uh, uh, i i try to get into some groups for example this uh, elixir slack uh, group mm-hmm. is there elixir discord group is there mm-hmm. they're having great discussions there but even the beginner channel that is there is too advanced for me <laughs> so, yeah yeah uh, even the beginner channel i couldn't really uh, understand most of the things that were being discussed there um uh, so no fault of theirs just that it's uh i was not ready for it yet whereas here even the most simplest questions it's okay to ask you Mm -hmm. can ask uh all of us are more or less at the same stage right right at the start of learning this thing so in that sense it's a very good support group so yeah
0: yeah definitely and you know there's a couple people in there with some uh, higher yeah. levels of knowledge that are are you know yeah. kind of giving their time to uh, to help yeah. also
1: yeah especially because I appreciate it because just before starting the previous three months uh three three months I've been full time trying to learn on my own without any group without any mentor
2: mm-hmm. just
1: going through books just going through documentation so I really appreciate the uh, social aspects as well. Mm. of being in a group and learning together.
0: Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I appreciate about it as well. I like the social aspect.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I like being Mm -hmm. able to talk to people that are still in the Mm
2: -hmm.
0: early stages of learning a a language and, and eventually Mm -hmm. a framework. Um, Yeah. It, I think it, it, it helps to, to keep the, trying to think how to put it um it just it just kind of helps to to know that you're kind of in something with someone else you know like you're all in it together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah 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 that, that really helps and just being able to talk to people that are that are um, mm-hmm. kind of in that early stage of of learning yeah yeah is, is pretty awesome um and sometimes you know and
1: yeah, I, I agree with you
0: with with other channels like like you said, the Slack. You you try to be on the Slack mm-hmm. and uh, and the mm-hmm. other Discord. I'm in those. Um, I'm in those as well. And I I don't I don't really use them much. And it's not mm-hmm. it, it's not really a slight against them. Obviously, mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah. It's just that I'm I'm really new and I'm still trying mm-hmm. to find my yeah find my way through the language.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> true
0: and i th- i think that everybody in here is pretty much pretty much in the same boat as far as that goes they're still just trying to feel their way through the language and learn as much as they can while they can and i do think that going through something like this with other people mm-hmm. kind of creates a, a a bond between those people i mean mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not like i'm not trying to say like we're going to war or anything like that
2: <laughs> but <laughs>
0: But as far as friendships and things like that goes, like you can't beat going through something yeah. together to build a build strong friendships.
2: Yeah, I
1: think. yeah. No, I I agree with you. This is uh, yeah, uh, learning something like this on your own uh, can be quite hard, mm-hmm. and uh, having a group like this really helps.
0: It does. So I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I watch a lot of people say mm-hmm. say things like. Find a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> um, they don't say, they don't say how to do it. They just say, do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know. It It always, it always strikes me as, as kind of odd that someone uh-huh. would give that as advice mm-hmm. and not really explain kind of how to do that. And Uh I've talked about mentorship with, um, a couple other people. And, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that, that strikes me is that I've seen developers charge money for their Mm -hmm. mentorship, you know, like they run Uh these, these mentorship programs and some of them are quite Mm -hmm. expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. there is, there's a YouTuber, I won't mention his name. But <laughs> okay, he's a he's a software developer, um,
2: uh-huh.
0: and he's got a pretty big channel, and he started from mm-hmm. scratch. And I think a friend of his helped him mm-hmm. get in the industry, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he now offers a mentorship program where he charges six thousand dollars for mentorship.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and I'm like, yeah, that... I'm like, if you're gonna charge six for mentorship that better <laughs> come with a job <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay yeah i mean uh yeah i i maybe if you had just called it like coaching personal one-on-one coaching or something like that maybe it the word mentoring to me means something else mm-hmm. it's more of a relationship where you try to help each other uh as uh, something like that and probably money uh not the primary thing in that exchange sure. it's more like a long-term uh thing but again i i don't see anything wrong there right because these skills are really valuable mm-hmm. uh, six thousand at the end of it if it's a high quality service uh, it's fine in the sense elixir phoenix these are really powerful uh, skills to have
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just that maybe branding it as mentoring probably convey something else to me maybe yeah yeah uh on like like one-to-one coaching right, or right. boot camp or boot something camp of that or, sort. Yeah, like if yeah. you're getting
0: some kind of yeah of uh training alongside of it like you know and i'm sure yeah like i know dockyard is eventually going to charge for the service which is totally fine yeah um mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know i think my that, my
1: favorite uh yeah oh. i have been sort of looking at uh lambda school i think it's called bloom tech right now
2: uh oh, they changed I, their
1: name? I love their model yes yes oh, lambda school has now changed yeah i i really love their model word. i love what they're doing uh just that i was hoping something like that could exist for elixir in phoenix
0: uh you said they changed so, their name to yeah. something what did they change their name to
1: oh okay so they were bloom tech. originally called lambda school But now they have rebranded to Bloom Tech. I think somebody sued them Mm. or something. Somebody else had that name. I I don't know what happened there. Uh, They're now called uh, Doom Institute of Technology or something.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. But uh, the work that they're doing, I'm really, really uh, excited. Uh, So I was even tempted several times to... Because I was not finding... any bootcamp for elixir or any coaching for beginners mm-hmm. i was even tempted a few times to switch to a different language and join uh, lambda school uh, but eventually I, I made the call that uh, it might take longer for me to learn on my own uh, but i want to stick with elixir and learn this mm-hmm. uh, so eventually didn't join so that's why when dockyard showed up uh, with this dockyard academy uh, thing. I was really excited.
0: Yeah, I don't know if if the people at Dockyard really realize how valuable of a program this is. Mm-hmm. It's um, in the. In I the, suspect and, they
2: do. And and they <laughs> might.
0: They, they might. They yeah. Might. Um, but it's it's there. There's not much out there yet for Elixir mm-hmm. for new people to learn. Yeah. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when I was looking around you know, when I first ran into Elixir, um mm-hmm. you know I was looking at books and and things like that and courses, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, really couldn't find any courses on it. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. books, most of the books are written for the the higher level developer coming mm-hmm. coming across, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. coming from a different stack. Yeah or mm-hmm. or from uh object oriented yeah and not from i'm a beginner how do i get started in mm-hmm. elixir kind of a way
2: and uh-huh. yeah yeah
0: i only found um one resource for that it was a, it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a book um i think it's called the joy mm-hmm. of elixir um but i
1: oh uh, okay yeah <clears throat> i've seen that
0: i'm not sure if it's actually complete though and it doesn't appear uh-huh. to have been updated in a good while. So, uh-huh. but that's that was the only resource I could find for for getting started. Uh-huh. And I didn't run yeah, into that yeah. until this um, until this academy. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't find it back when I was first looking into Elixir.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you you are right. I think uh, a lot of uh resources are for senior developers or at least uh, developers who are coming in from other language right the way they usually explain is uh, xyz and elixir is similar to pqr in some other language right that's how they explain mm-hmm. introduce something new mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff is like that but i think uh, there are a few resources which are sort of a little more beginner friendly uh, not a lot, still a small percentage of the total Elixir stuff. But yeah, I think uh, we there are a few growing ones. There are a few books. Uh, uh, for example, there is this online course by Dave Thomas. Uh, I think uh, pragmatic programmer, uh, Elixir introduction. Uh, oh. Quite good. Uh, probably you might have to go through it a uh, couple of times if you're new to the language. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, very good value for money. Uh, oh, nice. Not very expensive, but very good quality course. Mm. Uh, yeah, there are, and there are many YouTube channels as well. But again, you don't find it at one place. You sort of have to cobble together your own curriculum.
2: Sure. So that's yeah.
1: why what Dockyard is doing, uh, giving away the curriculum for free, but also adding on a bootcamp component. I think that that's really useful.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Because if somebody was just, you know, maybe they couldn't afford a boot camp. They could still go through the curriculum. Mm-hmm. They could still learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be, you know, some sort of resource like a discord or something like that that they could get involved mm-hmm. in at some point. Um, yeah. For the, uh, I'll say the the mentorship aspect because. Um, uh-huh. So it's, it's really, I don't, I don't know. I can't understate the overstate. I don't know. I can't overstate the. Uh-huh. usefulness of having mentors or having uh-huh. having someone that can walk you through certain aspects of, of things if, if you're stuck. True. Um, what, Absolutely. I'd say one of the things we're sort of getting here at Dockyard Academy is mm-hmm. a uh, not quite an on-the-job experience, but sort of. Mm-hmm. You're getting some of the things that you would get on the job, which is, you know, access to, to people that can that can help you mm-hmm. out with the hard concepts and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, kind of walk you through things if you need it.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. I think the they make the journey much uh, smoother and easier and faster. Uh, what would have probably taken you uh, many hours or even days to figure out. Uh, you can just reach out and request help, mm. uh, and know that you will be supported. Uh, yeah. yeah, that 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 that's really valuable.
0: Yeah. Also, the pair programming is is really,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, really valuable. I know that, it, and it, and maybe it's just me, but it seems like a lot of Elixir people like to pair program,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's not something that you really hear a ton about in in the broad broader tech community
1: mm-hmm. is it
0: um I think it it, it seems that way okay. to me uh, the, mm-hmm. most sure. of the... no
1: I have no background so
2: okay. I don't know
0: yeah, yeah. most most of the, the of the developers I've talked to um, mm-hmm. don't really pair program on a regular basis if if mm-hmm. at all like obviously if they get stuck on something you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's not like Water uh it this is sort of sort of training you know for talking your mm-hmm. programs your problems out loud mm-hmm. and yeah you know, yeah which is a good skill to have especially if you are interviewing and they want to do like whiteboarding or or want you to work through a, mm-hmm. a problem on you know like visually or whatever or on a on a video or something like yeah. that um, being able to just talk through the problem mm-hmm. and how you know how you're going to break it down, that sort of thing. How to solve mm-hmm. it, uh, which
2: yeah, yeah,
0: is probably the most important component.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just the the whole problem solving aspect, and then being mm-hmm. able to talk mm-hmm. through
2: mm-hmm.
0: how you're going to solve it because uh, you want to be able to break a problem down into its smallest components.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think uh, this is my first brush with pair programming, uh, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, where I get to meet people, uh, and like you said, thinking out loud is not something I had practice because I was just by my own and learning things. So this is the first time I'm having to explain what I'm thinking and not just rush in and uh, write out some code. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a skill in itself. And, uh, yeah, pair programming is uh, helping me with that. Uh, Like you mentioned, it's very valuable that you have to work with other people. You should be able to communicate what you're thinking. And, uh, yeah, pair programming helps there. Uh, I'm enjoying that. In fact, uh, this podcast itself is happening because of that, right? Uh, That's how we met each other on a pair programming session. Yeah, yeah, actually. uh, Yeah, this podcast is a result of that.
0: Yeah. So one one of the things that I've been wanting to do is uh, kind of go through and just talk to everybody and mm-hmm. kind of get get the feeling for um, or get a get a sense of uh, how they're how they're doing in the in the academy and and that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. What's what's your what's your current take on on going through a program like this?
1: Oh, yeah, it it depends on your goals. Right. So I see most of the people in the group are uh, really motivated to learn this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to call out one name, for example, if I had to just the first name comes to mind is John. Mm -hmm. Right. So or uh, Russell. Right. Mm -hmm. Really dedicated. They're putting in the time. They're putting in the effort. John, I see really working through problems again and again. Like, even if he's finding it difficult, he purses through it, works through it, uh, really inspirational, right? Mm -hmm. So where somebody is really focused like that, and uh, I know Russell, he's busy with the job, but still making time for this in his busy schedule, working through it. Uh, So yeah, these uh, kinds of uh, efforts, I think it's really good to be in a group like this with people who are equally passionate about something you are trying to learn and uh, be on that journey with them so i think it's it's good
0: yeah I, I definitely agree with that it there's there's a lot of people in here that are that really want to get into the elixir um space and mm-hmm. and want to uh make it a career um i know mm-hmm. i can think of at least uh, half a dozen people that do, <laughs> <laughs> uh, including myself, Yeah. um,
2: uh-huh.
0: I, you know, for me, this has been just an, an awesome experience. I, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. that there haven't been ups and downs in terms of, mm-hmm. of, uh, the, so doing, doing something like this, where you're cramming a lot into a
2: mm-hmm.
0: short period of time. Uh, brings with yeah. it some stress and for me yeah you know mm-hmm. i see this as my shot to get into the mm-hmm. the the industry and to to become yeah. a programmer and
2: yeah yeah
0: i've you know I, I pretty much have dedicated all of my free time at this point um to this mm-hmm. project and yeah to learning elixir and it's mm-hmm. it's been kind of like you because i know you said that you um you quit your job uh which is to me it's (laughs) just i mean it's awesome i'm glad that you have a a support group and and a uh yeah you know from i guess a from a financial standpoint um quitting your job to join a boot camp can be uh Mm -hmm. can be rough and yeah yeah maybe not the uh the standard way to go about it, but hey, if it works for you, (laughs) uh, you you do you, you know? uh, I wish I could uh, (laughs) offload my job. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, no, I I wouldn't recommend it to anybody yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's still an experiment in progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, uh, I don't judge this decision based on the outcome. The outcome might be great or Mm -hmm. not great. But uh, I thought it through and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I felt this is the right thing for me at this stage. Uh, all through my career, I have been very conservative. I've always uh, taken on jobs only after I had a, uh, left a job only after I had an offer from a different job, being quite conservative in that sense. Yeah. So, and I'm at that stage where I can take those risks at this point. Uh, again, it's it's difficult to explain it to family. It's difficult to explain it to a lot of people. Uh, but then when you know that you really love something and you are willing to bet on yourself, uh, I think you get the courage to take this kinds of decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah, betting on yourself. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. that's the most important thing you can do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you are... If you know where you are going to go, right, In it's a longer term thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming back to, for example, you mentioned the three-month timeline and how that's a little stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's probably a little different for different people. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it is I don't see it uh, as this three-month thing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking more at, say, three years down the line, five years down the line,
2: mm-hmm.
1: i Want to be going in a different direction in terms of my career. Yeah, yeah. So, so if it takes three months, if it takes four months, if it takes six months, that's all right, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's more about changing directions, right? And long term, it builds on. Uh, you you are going in a different direction, and it compounds whatever the benefits over time. You are leading a very different life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and learning programming in three months is i'm not sure that's realistic right mm-hmm. so it needs a certain investment of time it takes time for you for you to learn some new skill mm-hmm. it's like learning a new language uh, so maybe you can learn a new language say german or french or something else in three months but you will not be really very good at it, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For most people, right? You need some time to develop that.
2: Yeah. So think yeah. of it
1: that way. That over time, yeah, it might take three months. It can take six months. But you are essentially moving in a very different direction from your current career path.
0: Right. I'd I'd say it's, yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I would agree with you. Like it's it's probably highly unlikely that anyone's going to learn a i mean obviously an entire language like but that's kind of not the point mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. the the point is to learn yeah. enough to to be job ready and and to then get a job and then uh mm-hmm. uh i think and that might even be where the learning really starts you know it's
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but uh but yeah so the you know obviously the, the the idea behind any boot camp is to get you job ready Um, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. really to teach you everything about the language because, uh, you know, once you get to a certain point,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, you're going to learn, you know, if you're still working within the same stack, you know, you're, you're going to learn a lot from just diving into the documentation and,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, you know, that, that sort of thing versus, um, this kind of focused Uh learning. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're, yeah. where you're in a class, and that you know that kind of thing.
2: True,
1: true, true. I think, uh, yeah, you. So yeah, job. I I see jobs are more than outcome. Uh, so, uh, at least the way I approach it is, I just want to build really good, uh, digital products mm-hmm. using uh, Elixir and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix live view. Uh, So if I can get good at that, right? Yeah. There are different ways uh, you can turn that into, say, if you're interested in turning it into a job, Mm -hmm. then you need to do a few other things. If you're really good at uh, Elixir and Phoenix, I'm sure there's a way to turn it into a job, right? Mm -hmm. You need to work at it, but it's possible. Or you could uh, get some value out of it in many other ways. Sure uh so at the moment i would just uh, encourage uh even though like job is very important
2: mm-hmm.
1: i would just uh focus on getting good at elixir getting good at phoenix and uh yeah at a later point in time it you will be able to convert it into jobs or mm-hmm. any other way you want to monetize it
0: right there's definitely other paths you could take. You know, you could build like mm-hmm. you like you were saying, building digital products and um, yeah, just kind of building side stuff, side projects that you know could potentially yeah. turn into income. Um, there's
1: yeah, because because a lot of the most of the people here, almost everybody, I think, has other experiences, other skills. Right? You are bringing Elixir and Phoenix into the mix, so. I think John has experience in uh, the music industry. I think you have experience in pharma. So people come from different uh, backgrounds, marketing, uh, testing. So you can mix it and uh, build something out of it. Say, if you are in pharma manufacturing, I'm sure there are lots of problems in pharma manufacturing that could be potentially addressed through software. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have that domain knowledge uh, probably so So in that sense I would look at Elixir Phoenix as a problem solving tool Uh, you are here to solve problems using this technology, this really powerful technology and if you can demonstrate that you can solve business problems uh, I think it will be much easier to convert it into a
0: job
2: Mm. yeah
0: that that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I come from a business background, so the way I look at it is probably a little different. Sure. So, yeah, but, but, but that's how I look at it. Uh, can you solve business problems using this technology? Uh, then it's a matter of convincing people that uh, you can be valuable to them. Mm-hmm. what do you think? do you think of it differently?
0: No, um, I think you're right. I think you can definitely i mean you can you can kind of come at it you know different ways just depending on on what you what you want from from the experience okay, can you still hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you
0: okay all right I hit record on the second one. I don't know what happened. Um, silly, silly podcast <laughs> problems.
1: <laughs> did you, did you get the first initial I did. Uh, yeah, recording?
0: I've, yeah, okay. i have got the first one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, okay. it should be okay. I won't know uh-huh. for sure until I actually start editing it. But. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Not issue.
0: Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of ideas or maybe not ideas if you don't want to share, like what you plan on, on building with. With Elixir oh. afterward, but I'm just kind of curious, um, what kind of stuff you think you might wind up working on, or if you have any oh. kind of side projecty ideas in the, in the sure, mix somewhere. Sure.
1: No, 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 true. Uh, I mean, I have ideas, but at the moment, what I'm thinking immediate term is uh, looking at because my background is in healthcare and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making a list of companies that are already using Elixir
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and then trying to uh, see if I can use my existing skills, business skills mm. to land business roles there. Right?
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Not, I, do, I might not yet have the technology skills to work on the technology side, but can I land business roles there? Mm. So start working there and then at some point you can you can already start interacting with the elixir engineers there uh, share that you are part of dockyard academy and uh, build that relationship there so th- these are some things i'm thinking of at the moment uh, i don't think i'm yet ready to build uh, full-fledged projects on my own mm-hmm. uh, but at some point i'll keep going on this journey learning and at some point, I'll be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, all these things I see as milestones along the way, uh, a job or a project. The main journey is l- keep learning so that you can build really good digital products. And along the way, uh, all these milestones will come along.
2: Sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely not just about the uh, the short-term journey, of course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, there's you know when when especially when you're when you're looking at switching careers um you're mm-hmm. you know and even in my case you know thinking long term mm-hmm. thinking yeah you know obviously the most immediate thing is yes i want to land a mm-hmm. job working with elixir mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. you know in that in that space
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um you know learning learning elixir and and phoenix is is going to be a longer term endeavor and you yeah, know, it's not just going to be a, a short term kind of, you know, fly by night thing. Um, once you start working with, mm-hmm. I think with a language and, um, in a, in a, in a job setting, um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're you're going to be getting a lot more, you're going to be getting a lot more experience I think on, on a job yeah. with it than mm-hmm. you would, even going through a boot camp, obviously, um, but you know it's it's a it's a long term journey, no matter where you start from, yeah. and you know learning learning to code isn't isn't easy, but it's definitely achievable.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a long term thing, and uh, I think most of us shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. Uh, Trying Mm -hmm. to put too much pressure on ourselves, thinking we should be able to do it in three months. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are able to do it in three months, that's great. But uh, a few months here and there wouldn't make a big difference in the long term. So I would still say, like, Mm -hmm. enjoy the journey. Like, uh, and it's, it's, keep it fun and enjoy it. Don't, don't stress yourself too much about it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Enjoy the journey. Yeah. That's, that's a really, Really good point. Um, just kind of taking it day by day and just relaxing and yeah. And just enjoying the process. Um, Cause there's, uh, there's a lot of fun to be had. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know, I know for myself, I've, I've really had a blast doing this Academy. It's, uh-huh. it's been yeah, kind of a, um, it's been a really great experience outside of just the learning to, to program part, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, making, making all, you know, a whole bunch of new friends and, Mm -hmm. um, even, even putting some projects together with them, which I don't know if I, I don't don't know if we told you yet. Um, (laughs) uh, so I I'd had some ideas for a, uh, it's it's sort of a combination of, of ideas really. Um, uh-huh. I've I've been thinking a lot about how Elixir doesn't have a lot of uh, beginner material, mm-hmm. and I kind of just wanted to. I mean, I know a bunch of us are probably documenting our, you know, our experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, writing blog posts and and things yes. like that. Um, yeah, I kind of I had started writing a series of blog posts that were. Mm-hmm. Like very beginner centric, uh, very oh, okay. much like, like learn, like mm-hmm. learn elixir from a, mm-hmm. a beginner standpoint, and uh-huh. you know once you get through this, you you'd be able to transition easier into either a boot camp or a, mm-hmm. you know, some other books, you know, want, because once yes. you once you learn all the syntax and and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It, I think it it's easier at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then that's a
1: good idea. I mean, have you already started doing this?
0: Well, yes. Um, but oh, okay. Uh, so I had this other idea for a study group. Um, mm-hmm. after for you know, well, after this is over, where uh, we could use the the Dockyard Academy materials mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just you know study maybe maybe make it like kind of like a free you know mm-hmm. I, I won't say boot camp because you know it wouldn't be but it would be like uh, a like a six month period yeah. where people would
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know they could join and they could go through the material they could get a little help you know maybe maybe a little yeah, mentorship
1: it's it's a really good idea. Um, I would I would really be interested in it. Uh, yeah, I think be some be a part of it and do what we can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm
1: sure there'll be other people who would like to be mm-hmm. part of that as well.
0: So, yeah, and yeah,
1: it, that, that sounds like a fun thing.
0: Yeah, and it might be something we can um mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe we can combine with because I know Brooks had a lot of the, mm-hmm. had a lot of uh, similar ideas. Um mm-hmm. so Yeah. Uh, to to get to my point, because that actually wasn't mm-hmm. the point.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all right.
0: I I've been talking to Bill, and I was telling uh-huh. him he and I were were kind of you know doing a little idea sharing, and he, he had said that mm-hmm. he had been he had started using LiveBook to mm-hmm. to write out drills because I was telling him about the the blog post I uh I was doing, which were essentially drills, mm-hmm. also. And you know, so I don't know if you've heard of the
1: I've heard of them, but again, uh after okay. hearing the title, I didn't want to go anywhere near it. Well the
2: funny
0: <laughs> thing is is that the hard way is the easy way, right?
1: Uh-huh. Um I don't know. The, the hard
0: yeah. way is is he calls it hard the hard way. It's not really. Uh the the easiest way to learn anything when you're mm-hmm. first getting started is just do it a whole bunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I learned to play piano, uh, mm-hmm. they made you, they made you uh, practice scales, you know, over yeah. and over and over again, you mm-hmm. know, because you're building mm-hmm. muscle memory, you know, you're building mm-hmm. your, your, yeah. and that's really, that's really a key. And uh, yeah. most programming courses and things don't do that. They don't, they don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they kind of jump from zero to 60 and skip try to skip the, mm-hmm. the muscle memory part and I think that's part of where things fall down for, for people um,
1: yeah I, I agree with you I think that's that's a really important thing yeah. where uh, we as learners put in the time to practice these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think boot camps or other courses or books, uh, they are good at teaching you concepts, mm. uh, but then it's up to us to sort of find some time to sort of practice these things. Uh-huh. So either, either, uh, for example, you could try to apply it to your own projects, right? But uh, the source that I mentioned, right? Elix, uh, Exorcism.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's really good at that where, mm. These are small, interesting challenges, almost like riddles you're supposed to solve right using elixir. Mm-hmm. They have many other languages as well, but uh, you keep doing that and you solve say twenty puzzles twenty five, fifty you you get pretty comfortable with the language, the basic syntax, all mm-hmm. of that right. uh, I think advent of code is also uh, a, a good. Uh, Source, but again, uh, at least to me, after the initial one or two days, it got pretty challenging because uh, I was still a beginner at that. I, I'm I'm still a beginner, so mm. but but yeah, these kinds of things, I think we can do something about it. Where we learn the concepts from the bootcamp or books or courses, mm-hmm. but then we set up some kind of projects, side projects or challenges that we can work on our own.
2: Yeah.
0: So. To the to the uh, back to the point because that that kind of takes me mm-hmm. right back into it actually. So mm-hmm. Bill and I have been talking about it and we decided mm-hmm. to start a project, um, uh-huh. which we're calling uh, Elixir Drill Book. And, oh, okay. And so what it is is we're taking a live book, a live book, mm-hmm. and
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're just cramming it, chock full of exercises, just small exercises, oh. so that mm-hmm. you can. You can sit there, like it'll coincide with with the Dockyard Academy curriculum. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. if you've if you've done the the string section, you can go and Mm -hmm. do a bunch of practice concatenating or whatever, you know. Or if you've done the enum section, you can go there Mm -hmm. and practice enum a whole bunch, you know, like doing this and doing that with it. And just getting that that Mm -hmm. practice of doing yeah. stuff over and over and over again to build up mm-hmm. the muscle memory to remember the syntax you know the, yeah and i mean er, obviously everybody continues to look stuff up and uh-huh know, that, that's that's normal um uh-huh. but i think that there is a there's kind of a missing component from most courses and things where you just don't get enough of the rote the uh-huh. that, that you know, over and over practice. And so we decided, okay, we're just going to build this, you know, so we can, (laughs) you know, start off selfishly and build it for ourselves and, you know, Uh and then everybody else will be able to use it and, and contribute to it. And so Uh we're, we're trying to get as many, um, we're trying to get other people on board to help uh, build, build it out, Uh you know, find exercises. it's, it's it's
1: It's a great idea. I think, uh, yeah. I think a, a lot of us who are going through this journey have felt similar. Uh, uh, something like that would really help.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, I think I think it's a good idea, and uh, yeah, I, I I would like to learn more about it and see how I can be part of that.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: I I had some similar thoughts as well, uh, nice. where I was thinking uh, in addition to exorcism, oh. uh, I was thinking. Uh, 10 years ago, I had read a book uh, Mm -hmm. called uh, Think Python. Mm. It's uh, it's a book that teaches you basics of Python programming. And at the end of each chapter, they used to have a lot of uh, riddles uh, that you could solve using Python. Uh, And these were really fun riddles where uh, it's really fun to solve them. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
1: I was thinking something like that for Elixir. Uh, Not the whole book, Mm. maybe. But just those exercise, those kinds of exercises, mm-hmm. uh, might be useful. Uh, I, my, I was thinking just going back to the book and solving the same examples or same riddles, but using Elixir instead of Python.
2: Oh
0: yeah,
2: uh, yeah, just translating so, it. And there's yeah, a there's yeah. a lot of so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the
1: internet is uh, chock full of. Uh, content right yeah so if you can build on that where mm-hmm. you don't have to start everything from scratch and mm-hmm. these are open source uh, if i remember right i think that think python book it's a open source book uh freely allowing anybody to modify it mm-hmm. so that is something if people are interested uh, we could look at and uh, we don't have to start from scratch there's already a structure there's already uh, examples we just try to uh, bring it into Elixir world.
0: Sure, just convert the examples, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah which, I, I think which... I saw somebody doing something similar for uh, uh, statistical uh, problems. Uh, they, they are trying to bring it from R. Uh, some popular book teaching data science in R.
2: Mm-hmm. They are
1: trying to bring it into Elixir mm-hmm. so that if somebody is interested in data science in Elixir, yeah. they that could be their resource. So I was thinking of something similar, but more for newbies.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. More for newbies. That's kind of the. That's kind of the point, you know. Um, having sure,
2: I'm. I'm I,
1: and I don't think we are. Uh, we have the capacity to do anything other than for newbies at this point.
0: Yeah, so... no, we really don't. <laughs> we really don't.
1: Both and... in terms of our interests and capability. But, this is what we can do
0: but that's kind and, of the that's also kind of the point right so uh, uh the the elixir space is full of seniors um yes and there's not that many newbies or people mm-hmm. just coming in from from the get-go trying to learn this so um making it more yeah. accessible and easier to to pick up and yeah. run with is really important <laughs>
1: Can you just give me a moment? Sure. Uh, Drew, no problem. One. Sorry. Yep. Input,
2: oh.
1: Carry on, carry on. Sorry. Uh, oh, it's okay.
0: No worries. Managing
1: childcare as well.
0: I know. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs>
1: my, my wife is uh, at work ah. and uh, today it's a holiday for the kids. So no school. So oh, they're cool. at home.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, how many, yeah, how yeah. many kids do you have?
1: Uh, two. Uh, the younger one is uh five year old and the older one is 10 year old. Ah, 11 now, yeah. Just nice. turned 11. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've got a six year old. I think
1: and... you, you, are, you have a kid who is six years old, so six, mm-hmm. five, six around that age,
0: right? Yeah, he's six, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he does the same thing sometimes to so come over and whisper, <laughs> <I'm> like. <laughs> uh (laughs) my mic can hear you buddy (laughs) that's funny uh yeah um yeah so if if you want to if you're interested in maybe helping out and contributing Mm -hmm. and finding some exercises or whatever you're more than welcome to Mm -hmm. um we've got the we got the project up on github i think it's on my github Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. you can fork it and sure uh you can pick a pick a spot in Mm-hmm. Pick a page, whatever. It's it basically mm-hmm. it follows the the Dockyard Academy um mm-hmm. curriculum. So mm-hmm. you can kind of pick a page or whatever and mm-hmm. you know, add add exercises and then just do a uh do a pull sure. request and, and we'll merge mm-hmm. it in. Um but yeah, um any any kind of any type of exercises would help. Um mm-hmm. No, so the, the, sure. plan, the plan. I'll take a look at it. Yeah, the plan is to just kind of fill it up as much as we can, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Brooke said if we can, if we fill it up, he he will, he may even just incorporate it into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, so, cause, fantastic! Because he's he's again thought about this too, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's funny because a lot of the ideas that that we've come up with. Um. Mm-hmm are also a lot of the ideas that he's, you know, thought of and, you know, mm-hmm. just doesn't have time to implement everything himself. It's, it's, it's a huge True. undertaking, you know? So yes, if we can, we can help him out, help ourselves out mm-hmm. and, and help out yeah. people that, you know, will, will come In the after future yeah.
1: who will look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's our way of sort of, uh, uh, contributing back because we are benefiting so much from all the work that has been done be- by people before us. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. a good initiative.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it's going to be a huge, huge, uh, benefit to the Elixir community mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. forward. But yeah. Um, so one of the things you mentioned before the show was games and, uh, education.
1: So I was saying I work in, uh, healthcare education mm-hmm. and, uh, in education, one of the big challenges in healthcare education, but also broadly education, uh, is how do you keep the learner engaged? Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of online courses, a lot of content, keeping the learner engaged uh, is a huge challenge. And some people have tried to apply game mechanics to it. Uh, And a lot of these people who have applied game mechanics, the idea is good, but the execution has not been so great because they don't Come from the gaming world, they don't understand how to design games mm. or what makes games tick. They just see the superficial elements of games and try to layer it on top of these educational courses.
2: Yeah, and, uh,
1: what ends up happening is usually uh, the outcome is worse than not having any gaming elements at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, so if somebody uh, like you, uh, if you have those skills of how to design a good game, how Do you keep the uh, learner engaged? Uh, If you can apply those skills to these problems, I think it'll be really valuable. Uh, Mm. Of course, games for games sake itself is also a big industry, Uh, but there are many other places other than that. Uh, That's the obvious one, but there are many other fields in which these kinds of skills are really useful. For example, even we do a lot of stuff on uh, patient education. Uh How do you teach somebody with diabetes? What kind of lifestyle? So a lot of education content they need to learn. uh, If they have diabetes, if they have cancer, if they have many other diseases, Mm. they need to learn a lot of things. So how can you make it engaging? How can you make it uh, uh, or or even nurses, doctors? So, yeah, I think these skills are really valuable. Uh, You just need to apply it to the right problems.
0: Yeah. So. Thinking about games with education is really, really an interesting point. So, you know, we Mm -hmm. both have kids and Mm -hmm. um, kids tend to learn and retain stuff when you're, when they're having fun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at least with kindergarten, I know for sure, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of that stuff is designed around games and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing kind of gamified things. Yeah. And yeah, like. Th- that's that's a really good point and yeah and you know to uh to bring anybody up to speed we mm-hmm. uh we were discussing um game programming and mm-hmm. um you know I was I was saying that anytime I I find a language or want to try a language um mm-hmm. I've got this weird thing where I always look to see if it has some sort of game mm-hmm. library or or game mm-hmm. framework or yeah there's some way to make games with it um uh-huh but uh but yeah it's um being able to make games in in the language that you're comfortable with is mm-hmm. and you know yeah there's lots of other tools out there there's lots of other mm-hmm. other languages and things mm-hmm. that already have established game libraries or mm-hmm. frameworks or or engines i mean there's there's huge amounts of choice. But for me, I don't know. I just, anytime I see a language that's lacking a game framework, I just feel sad.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: think, I think uh, Elixir in particular is, uh, I, again, uh, my technical knowledge is very limited. But from what I understand, I think Elixir is well-placed for uh, real-time online games, right? Where mm-hmm. multiple people are involved. Mm, because mm-hmm. it's concurrent because of its uh, history from telecom where mm. it was built to connect many people so again real time gaming
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: i think uh, might be a good fit here i have uh, i know i i know mozilla uh, is using some uh, elixir projects to handle their uh, uh, some of their virtual reality stuff. Oh
2: interesting. Uh,
1: so and and it's open source as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. Uh, people have been using it. I think it it's a it, it might be a uh it, it might be worthwhile exploring this uh, more. What, it,
0: what is the name of it? Uh
1: I think the product is called uh, Mozilla Hubs.
0: Uh, Hubs. let me just okay. look
1: it up. Uh it's essentially a way for people to meet in
0: VR. Uh, oh interesting. I did not know that then,
2: Yeah.
0: I did not know that Mozilla was getting into uh into um VR or Yeah. Or whatever
2: yeah.
0: you want to th-
1: call th- it. These are yeah, th- these are 3D virtual spaces where through mm. the browser you're able to interact with VR elements. I think uh I don't know if it's all also per you can do that through VR headsets but again there's a lot of overlap between uh, vr ar and education so that's how i got into it
2: yeah uh,
0: this this so... looks a lot like like facebook's mm-hmm. um horizon yeah or whatever they they're calling their <laughs> virtual yeah um, metaverse world or whatever the thing that's currently flopping that they aren't doing so well with <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i had no but idea yeah. mozilla was getting in on this um
1: yeah and and it's essentially op- it's completely open source uh, as far as i know oh that's so, cool that's and that's different the back end i think is a large part of it is built in elixir
0: oh um, wow okay so that's cool yeah
1: people are using this technology for these game like interactive things right so, just
0: on the more on the back end than anything yes. else which yes which is fine yes. i mean <clears throat> it's it's great for that i mean the fact that mm-hmm. you can you know, you can basically host a crap ton of people at one time.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's yeah. a big difference when you're trying to build something multiplayer. Yeah, true, true.
1: So really excited mm. to see if you go down that path and mm. uh, learn thing, oh, build at anything. some point
0: I am going down that path. I don't even care. <laughs> <clears throat> there okay. will be games in Elixir. I just, you know.
1: <laughs> Great. M- more power to you? And uh keep us posted. I'd I like to sort of will. tag along.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Um <laughs> uh oh yeah, so I was gonna say there are there are a couple things out there game mm-hmm. game ish for Elixir. Mm-hmm. Um one guy wrote a are you familiar with the MUD MUD? Uh, it stands I, for I
1: have a very multiplayer
0: hard.
1: yeah, basic understanding.
0: Dungeon. Uh, I forget what the U stands for. Um anyway, it's basically a text-based MMO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, you know, multiplayer online game. Um, mm-hmm. So he wrote this big framework for that, um mm-hmm. which I guess kind of took off. Um
2: Uh-huh. In Elixir? Least,
0: yeah, let me find it. Hold on, I'll get I'll send you a link. It's on GitHub, wow. I think. Okay. Um,
1: Elixir-based cool. framework for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Oh, okay. uh it's called x venture Ah, okay um okay i'll grab the link and i'll shoot it to you real quick yeah you can have a look-see
1: uh-huh
0: um pretty cool it's a it's a pretty neat technology
2: there you go okay let me take a look oh yeah
1: interesting
0: yeah so
1: you you must be really excited to see this
0: oh yeah, I totally was yeah <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah i don't I don't know that I'll make a text based uh m m o but mm-hmm. um but yeah um so i've I've been kind of thinking down the road, I'm sure there might be some way to build something around phoenix, maybe mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. It, excuse me, with graphics.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know all the details yet. I haven't, you mm-hmm. know, really messed around with it for now. I'm yeah. just gonna, you know, but I, you know, it's, it's always in the back of my mind. I'm always thinking, yeah. okay, games. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no. some Something to keep you going, right? Whenever exactly. you are working on a difficult problem or maybe feeling a little low on energy, uh, something to, keep you motivated
0: yep always need something to keep me motivated <laughs> i mean yeah. aside from aside from the usual <laughs> uh yeah but yeah well hey man um i won't take up any more of your time if uh sure. do you have anything uh you want to add before we get off of here no,
1: no nothing else at the moment uh yeah keep keep going on the journey uh And let's have fun along the way.
0: Sounds good. This has been episode 10 of the Citizen Coder Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Swami, you can hit him up on his socials. Links are in the show notes. If you like what I'm doing and you want to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or message me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Links for everything else we mentioned are also in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and as always, I'll see you next time.